What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! We've said it over and over again. If we've not, we've said it a million times. The truth shall always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. Oh, we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We want to talk about Kareem Jean-Pierre and more stupidity from the podium. We want to talk about bringing illegal immigrants to your house day. The, the Mayor Adams initiative, or potential initiative to house illegal immigrants. We also want to talk about Target losing... One million dollars. Well, they didn't lose one million. They've already dropped about 15 billion in market share. That's Target because of what they've done. Evidently, people have not learned from the Anheuser-Busch... Or not Anheuser-Busch. Why am I thinking it? Yeah, yeah, Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch. We'll call it Bud Light fiasco. I want to talk about Korean Jean-Pierre a second because... Um, I love it because I, I, let, let's just, you know, before we, let's just play the clip. How about we do that? I've said it many times from here repeatedly uh, from from this podium that uh, busing or flying migrants uh, around the country without any coordination with the federal government, we've talked about this, uh, state or local officials as well, uh, is dangerous and unacceptable. And we'll continue to be very, very clear about that. Uh, it is dangerous and unacceptable because you're putting people's lives at risk. Uh, and it's dangerous and, ex and unacceptable because you're actually putting a lot of pressure on these states and local uh, and local um, uh, local areas and so so the government doesn't want you to doesn't want states to fly illegal immigrants to other parts of the country because it's just not it's just it's it's dangerous it's unacceptable I think you gonna get away with it not up in here not up in here but the problem is the biden administration has been doing this for now two and a half years these flights in the middle of the night to smaller regional airports, the buses that just show up on the doorsteps of other states and other cities, they've been doing it forever. But no, no, no. If you're a governor and, and you are having these people just sent to you and you send them someplace else, that's bad. You're wrong. I thought Jen Psaki, you know, I, I give Jen Psaki credit and I, and I usually wouldn't give her credit, but I give her credit. She was just, she was just an arrogant butthead. She really was, but she knew she was an arrogant butthead, and she parlayed that into a, a into a, a commentary career on one on one of the failing networks. This one is just she if if it's on the if it's in her notebook if it's on the teleprompter she just reads it and she reads it as it's fact, and then if you have the audacity to question her. Oh no no! You are. You, I'm never just. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna call on you again. Like that poor gentleman from Africa who never gets called on. I love him because he just shouts out questions. He's like, "You haven't called on me in weeks. I'm gonna just shout out my question." 
Now, New York has been getting quite a number of immigrants, not just from, and I love it because they're all, they're all blaming Governor Abbott in Texas, but it turns out the, the Democratic mayor of El Paso has sent five times as many illegal immigrants to New York than Mayor Adams has. But we don't want to talk about that. So Mayor Adams, Mayor Adams, Mayor Adams, Mayor Abbott has, sorry. Uh, so Mayor Adams has come up with this new brilliant idea. First, he tried to put all these illegal immigrants in schools while schools are still in session. And then when the parents complained because they would, they would house these illegal immigrants in the gymnasiums, they would, you know, they would say, well, it's too close to school. And he says, well, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a detached building. Then you find out the building's like 50 feet from the school. So then his next brilliant plan was he, he is going to start housing adult male immigrants, and I'm calling them illegal immigrants, overnight at 50 places of worship scattered throughout the multitudes of the boroughs, the multitude of boroughs in, uh, in New York starting next month. So now the houses of worship are now going to, and they're going to just be accepting accepting adult males. And I find it funny because the majority of illegal immigrants that are coming over are adult, single adult males, not family units. And again, like I said, these are all the people that are claiming asylum but can never prove their asylum claim. And something over 90% of these asylum claims, of course, are denied and they're sent back if you show up to court. But people don't. So now his brilliant plan is we're going to start paying residents, <laughs> residents of New York's, taxpayers of New York, to house these immigrants in, pro in their homes. And they're going to put money and they're going to take this money from taxpayers to do this. Okay. But now he didn't offer up any specifics on how the plan would work. He didn't offer how many New Yorkers could potentially receive, receive payments to cover these costs of housing illegal immigrants. He didn't respond to any questions asked about where the, the, these immigrants may be housed, where, 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 where these people, you know, the, he's answered no questions. He's just giving it up and just saying, well, you know, the nightly rate is about $125 for each asylum seeker if we send them out a place of worship, which is cheaper than the $380 a night it costs them to put up in, in into a hotel. $380 a night we're paying for these people. These are people that weren't invited. We didn't ask you to come. You did not come here legally. You did not come here vis-a-vis -vis a port of entry. You crossed the border and just said, I'm claiming asylum. What are you claiming asylum from? I'm being persecuted. What are you being persecuted from? Persecution. So the brilliant plan is now to put these people in, in foster homes, almost, you could say. You could say they're foster homes. Now, back if you go back into the 30s and the 40s, when we had a large migration of people from the Jewish community from uh, escaping Germany, yes, they did, uh, you know, people, but they didn't get paid. People did house some of these families in private residence. They, they did ask for people, volunteers, to take in some of these families. Now, these, these were people that were truly escaping not only religious persecution, but they, they, they were escaping potential death. And we have, you have the gas chambers to prove it. The fact that the genocide that the Germans were, you know, practicing. So they had a legal, they had a legal asylum acclaim, but it, it just kills me. 
that they're now our new plan now is we're going to just put these people in homes and we're going to pay people like it, this it, this is like an Airbnb now. Now we're paying Airbnbs. Now, he acknowledged that City Hall would need to get over a 30-day rule for his plan to work. Asked for clarity on the rule. The City Hall spokesman later cited New York's laws that requires a guest to be in a li- be living in a residence for 30 days before they can become a legal tenant. So not only are you asking these people to take in these immigrants that don't have any money, don't have any means to get a job, don't don't have any any knowledge about how the city works or anything or how the country works, and you are going to say, okay, go live with these people for 30 days, and then we're going to start paying you for taking these people in. Have we not seen the lunacy yet? Have we not have we not seen the fact that these people aren't even vetted? We have no idea who these people truly are. We have no idea whatsoever. And you are flooding these cities with these people, and the taxpayers are picking up the dying for these people to be here illegally. It's just not worth it. And you have homeowners are saying, before you know it, we're going to be flooded with even more immigrants. Now, Tom, there's a guy, I'm not going to get his name. Uh, there's a gentleman who owns a condo in Park Slopes. He weighed in on Mayor Adams' latest immigration proposal. Who are these people? What are the housing conditions? Said the 77-year-old retiree. It's all, of, and he says it's all about sound bites, but you don't find out any details. Now, roughly 2,200 immigrants arrived at a city sheltered last week alone. Currently, right now, over 45,000 asylum seekers are in 157 emergency uh, sites set up across the five boroughs. And you're just getting more. Everyone seemed to, with the debt ceiling, everyone has seemed to have forgotten about this crisis. This is a crisis. And I'm sorry, people, you know, and they're like, well, maybe you're not, you're not a good Christian. You're not, you're not a good Catholic because you don't want to take these people. No, I don't want to take, I do not go out, leave my house, see a stranger on the street and say, hey, listen, why don't you come live in my home? Because potentially the government is going to pay me to have you live in my house. Does anyone not see the lunacy in this? Does anyone not see that? This, this, you have, we've talked about this before. You have veterans, homeless veterans on the street, and we do nothing for them. And now we are taking the, the limited resources that we have and we're taking it away from them and applying it to people who shouldn't even be here. And then you're saying you are a bad person. If you do not take these people in, if you do not open your home, if you do not open your heart, if you do not open it, you are a bad person. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I think I, I feel like I have gone to Bizarro World. I feel that 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 Superman, or I think it's Superman who has Bizarro World, you know, where everything's reversed. I, I, I have a feeling that's where I am right now. Because we have truly lost our way and truly lost the sight of what's important. You need to take care of the homeless population issues that you have in San Francisco and other parts of California. You need to take care of the, the, the drug issues that you have in the open air markets that you have in Philadelphia and Seattle and places like that. And instead, we are spending money on these people who shouldn't even be here anyways. 
Can we can we just find a way to take care of the problems we currently have before we start taking on the problems of others? So Target went woke. <laughs> we know Target went woke. And right now, Target isn't in, it's interesting. And people like JP Morgan has already downgraded Target stock. But Target right now has lost nearly one million dollars. Nearly fifteen billion dollars in market capital. Fifteen billion dollars in a short period of time. Now you have analysts and you have JP Morgan who's downgrading the stock. You have you have other people that are just coming out and just saying, hey, listen, you know, you know, this this is bad. Did did people not learn? Did you not learn from the mistakes of Anheuser-Busch and the Bud Light fiasco? And I think Walmart had the best response because Walmart said, listen, we carry, we carry pride stuff. We carry this stuff. We carry this stuff. We carry it all year round. And we have it in different places in the store. And we are not changing our marketing method for the month of June. You know, we carry this stuff year round and it's in specific areas of the stores and different areas of the store. We're, we're, we're fine. We're not doing that. But a target had to come out and basically, you know, sit there and say, we're going to shove this in your face like Anheuser-Busch did. And now, like Anheuser-Busch, they're paying the price because people just get tired. And I've said it. I've said this a million times before. I, 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 I don't care if you want to call yourselves uh, a rhino. I don't care if, you th- if you're a man and you want to call yourself your woman. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. And I love it when people are like, well, you know what? Now people are just getting upset about it. No, people aren't getting upset about it. People are getting upset about the fact that you're shoving it in our faces and telling us that we are transphobic and racist and all these things because of the fact that we don't want to see it. We don't want, we don't want these things in full display of our children. And we don't want these things. Like I said, this was never a problem before because you're talking about less than 1% of the population. But now that 1% of the population, they always said, you know, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the most grease. Those that complain the most get the most airtime. But there is an inherent risk with going woke, especially in the, this, this day and age of, you know, instantaneous social media. Because once something happens, it, it just catches on like wildfire. And you can have all the diversity officers and diversity chiefs that you want. But you need to understand you are beholden, again, I've said this before, to your shareholders, to your employees. Because once you start losing this large scale part of the market share, you lose quite a bit. And then you will have people that are not that could potentially start losing their jobs because of the fact that you thought it was a good idea to kowtow down to the one percent. You have a lot of investors who are just saying that we don't we we don't want to have this. We don't want to see this. We don't want to go through this. And then you have smart companies like like Walmart that is just saying, "Hey, listen. <laughs> yeah, we've do this all year round. We're not changing the way our philosophy for what we do. We do this all year round. We have this stuff out all year round." And you have all these other beer companies that are just keeping their mouth shut, except for that the the one that just came out with the with the uh, with the one commercial. I think it was a Miller Lite. I don't, yeah, it was Miller Lite came out with their um, with their feminist commercial, and that didn't go over well either. 
But you just reached a point now where people have hit a fever pitch and they're just like, listen, I am tired of being called transphobic. I am tired of being called a racist. I am tired of being being put in put in this box with these stereotypes because of the fact that I don't want biological men going to the bathrooms with my daughters. That's the problem. You could say you could say whatever you want. You can. But it's just you have to understand you have a base. You have and and I've talked about it. if you want to practice, you know, consumerism and then you tied it with a cause, that's fine. But you need to deal with the repercussions if you are kowtowing down to 1% of the population, what the other 99% of the population may do. And what they usually do is they take their discretionary spending and go somewhere else. And that's the issue that Walmart is running into right now. You are Your stock is tanking. People aren't going to your stores. And you sit there and you're going to say, well, these people are all, are all, uh, are, are all transphobic. No. We just don't want it, like I said, I don't want it shoved in my face. And there's nothing wrong with that. And like I said, if I decide not to shop at Target anymore and I I decide to go somewhere else, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. It's, it's, uh, I did want to bring up one thing. Biden's plan for, now Biden had a brilliant plan. The Biden administration had a brilliant plan. Not too long ago, with the they were going to mass release immigrants loose again. They were they were going to they were just going to mass release immigrants so they can not have an influx. They they cannot have this backlog without court dates. <laughs> so we're just going to let all these the brilliant plan of this was we're going to let all these people in and just not give them a court date. Nope, you don't need a court date. Don't worry, we'll find you because you seem like an honest person, even though I have no idea if this is your real name. You seem like an honest person because of the fact that you have to claim asylum in Mexico and these other countries to get here. And once you do that, you're not allowed to claim asylum in the United States, but you just throw your paperwork on the fine because you seem honest. You seem fair. So evidently they lost in court again. And another judge says, listen, no, 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 no. You can't just do this. You can't just release people into the country. No. You have to you have to give them you you claim asylum, you're claiming these things, you have to give them a court date. You can't just say, nah, we're good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> you go in the country, we'll pay for everything. Don't worry about it. You don't you don't need to technically go to your court date. Um, but we're 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 good. <laughs> we're we're all good. So we have an informant that um if we have an FBI informant who who is afraid that they could be killed over the Biden family information if unmasked. Now, the informant has accused the Biden President Biden of being involved in an international bribery scheme. Now, now I love it because the this this the FBI would not let James Comer see the document. And they finally let him see the document, and then he still found him in contempt because of the fact that he, evidently there must have been something on that document. So this person, who was actually supposed to be a, a reliable informant for the FBI, this person is supposed to be someone they use. They're very reliable. And they basically came out and said that um, that if they get unmasked, they, they, they feel like they are going to be killed. And they came out and said the FBI is, a, FBI is afraid their informant will be killed if unmasked 
based on the info he was brought forward about the Biden family. Now, this is from uh, Anna Luna, the representative from Florida, and she wrote this on Twitter. When reached for additional comment, Luna told Fox Digital FBI worries were alarm. FBI worries were alarmingly and scary. Um, and the FBI did not immediately respond to Fox News's request for a comment. And basically, the, the, and you know, and it is funny that if you go up against people like Hillary Clinton and other people like that, you just sometimes just evidently you, you just end up dead. And I love I love the fact when Elon Musk purchased Twitter. And Elon Musk came out and said, uh, just the FYI, just to let everyone know, I am not planning on committing suicide. And he was bringing that up to the fact that anyone that goes against the Bidens, anyone goes against the Clintons, just mysteriously ends up dead. <laughs> now, like I said, this is all part of an international bribery scheme or, or scheme that uh, the basically someone, you know, Biden allegedly was given five million dollars. Um, and basically what it was, it was a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national in exchange for influence over decision or policy decision. That's what they're saying. So evidently this, this FBI confident confidential human source has been used by the bureau and multitudes of investigations dating back to the Obama administration is highly credible. Does anyone, I mean, honestly, does anyone think that this, this, this is, this is not beyond belief? Does anyone think this, that this guy or girl or whoever it is could end up dead? If, if, if they find out who they are or whom they are, I always forget the correct definition of whom or whom. No, it, it, it's just, it's just funny because of the fact that you do, you end up, people end up end up dead when they question or go after these type the you know the certain people in certain people in 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 this world and as long as their names are are, are Biden or Clinton it, it's just one of those things today guys it really is because you just look at Ultimately, what's going on in this world and how this world is playing out and and the craziness of this world and things that we 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 just don't get. And we're not and I've said it before. We're not supposed to get it. We, we don't, I'm not I'm not here to get it because of the fact I'm just here just to talk on the mic and have a good time and just point out what I see. And what I see is a lot of craziness. New York, New York City now is it has vending machines giving out free crack pipes and lip balm, lip balm, <laughs> because we should encourage drug use. We saw how these open air drug markets have been working out. These places, these drug free zones, have been working on these cities. We just get to the, we should just all get to the point where we all stand up in unison and say, "No, no more. We're done. No more." And I don't know if if it's a, if it's a Democrat uh, that will take office in two years, less than less than two years. I don't know if it's a Republican. I just want some. And, and for all you could say about Trump, and I and I did vote for Trump the first time. I did not vote for him the second time. I didn't vote for anyone the second time because I thought both candidates were stupid. But for all you can say about Trump, and all you could say about the lunacy that he caused. He always had the country's best in his mind. 
or what he thought was best. He always tried to look out for the little person. He always tried to look out for the middle class. The corporate tax breaks helped corporations grow and hire more employees and, and raise and have a and have larger salaries for people. The growth of salaries under Trump was exponential. The 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 we had some of the lowest levels of unemployment in the African American community. You know, you had women in higher places in, in certain departments. I mean, what he did or what he felt he did, especially when he also had the the tax cuts for, for the middle class. And I love people because people are like, well, that those tax cuts are killing the country. Well, you know what? Go to someone in middle America right now and take away those $200 a month or whatever it is, that are $200 a paycheck they're extra they're getting right now because of the Trump tax cuts. No, they don't want to do it. But through the mean tweets, through the through the the the, the generalized stupidity that, that Trump has, he always had the country's best interests in heart. He always felt he always put America first, and honestly, that's just what we need to do. Every other country in this world puts their people, their citizenry first, and we don't. And again, this is Tim. Let's get off my lawn. The mad ramblings of a giant, sir. We will see you in a couple days, and I'm out of here.